Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Deeper Meeting. My name is Peter Byrne, and I'm here to help young entrepreneurs develop the mindset they need to succeed in their business while creating a life that they truly love to live. So if you're someone who's tired of feeling like your idols are unrelatable and you want to learn about real challenges and how to overcome them, then you're going to want to listen in. Check it out. So today I'm going to forego the shout out and the sponsor of the episode because I'm working on a tight schedule. Obviously, it's been a little while since I've been able to post another episode. I think I'm going over a month since the last time I've even been able to sit down and record something. So I needed to just sit down today, knock one out, get get the ball rolling again, and give some value. I've been missing it. I've been wanting to do it. I've been crazy busy, and frankly, I have been distracted and preoccupied. Such is life as a young entrepreneur. These things tend to happen, but we keep our eyes on the prize. We keep our heart set on the things that we truly love to do and want to do. So that's why I'm here. That's what we're about to do. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode today. Life is not linear. Well, guys, what can I say? Life is very clearly not linear. I like to say this all the time. Uh, We tend to think that doing one plus one equals two, and it really never works out that way. Life very rarely happens in a linear fashion, right? Success very rarely happens in a linear fashion. Things tend to be uh, very either up and down or windy, or sometimes it looks like a bee flying around and it goes all over the place and circles around your head three times between your legs and then like hits the floor, dies for a couple minutes and comes back to life. And then, of course, comes to the end or the final destination. All of this to say that sometimes, more like all the time, life just isn't linear. It never happens in a sequential type of way. You know, I think this is a funny topic or an interesting topic because we talk so much about creating plans and we we spend so much time on strategizing and making sure that we have our all of the quote-unquote ducks lined up or ducks in a row so that we know that if we do X, Y, and Z, the outcome will be whatever letter comes after Z because should always start one letter before and I don't. But it just doesn't sound right to say if you do W, X, and Y, you get Z. It just doesn't sound as good as if you do X, Y, and Z, you get whatever letter comes after Z. point I'm trying to make is it's all good and well to have plans. In fact, I encourage each and every one of you to develop a plan. Uh, but I think I want to change the way we think about planning just a little bit. A little reframe to make it help us a little bit more, uh, be a little more productive for us rather than hurtful or harmful to our, I'll call it our psyche, our motivation, and our inspiration. So let me break down a little bit of something that happens when I myself come up with a plan. This I have found uh, to be a, a big detriment and a, and a big, uh, what would I call it? Well, it, it's hurt my ability in many ways to 
to move forward, to be productive for myself, to actually get things done. So any, any situation I enter into, I, I go in with somewhat of an expectation. I go, in, I go in thinking that if I do X, Y, and Z, I will get whatever letter comes after Z. And that's just, it's just not the case. Logically, we know this. But I go in with that, that expectation. Now, I'll give you a real-life example. I've been doing some market research for a new course slash program that I'm going to be releasing. And so what I've done is I've identified my target audience. I've gone onto LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, meetup.com, etc., and found groups where these people will be hanging out. I have followed, friend requested, slash uh, reached out on or connected on LinkedIn and started to, to try to talk to these people. And in doing so, I had this expectation in my mind that I was going to reach out to these people. For, well, first of all, I was, gonna, I was going to... Uh, let's see if I could do this. X, reach out to these, reach out to these people to either connect, become friends, or follow them, comment on their stuff, start to create some kind of rapport. All right. So step one, X, connect. Number two, I was gonna have a, a conversation with them, particularly about what it is that they do. Try to develop again some further rapport. And Z, uh, I was going to ask the big question, like basically, hey. Uh, would you be open to either having a, a complimentary session with me where we can dive a bit into the things that you're struggling with and try to work through some of those things together? Or uh, would you just be willing to have a casual conversation about some of your experiences, your struggles, your challenges, what you love to do, what you hate about what you do, etc., etc.? And of course, these people are entrepreneurs because that's who I love to work with. Um, but I found... When I went ahead and I actually did all of these things that I, I, I was trying to do, right? So I went X, Y, Z. I found that I just couldn't figure out what, what Z was actually supposed to look like. I didn't even get to the letter after Z. Um, so I don't know if I'm doing, again, I never know if I'm doing a great job at explaining what is actually going on in my mind here. But the point is, I went in with this expectation that I was going to do X, Y, and Z, and I was going to get this expected outcome of finding the information that I was looking for, completing the market research that I was trying to do, particularly answer the simple question of what are they struggling with, why are they struggling with it, what are some of their biggest challenges, their deepest fears, you know, just casual conversation, right? Like that, you walk up, you, you say, hey, how are you, stranger, on, online with you at getting coffee, and then you're like... What's your deepest fear? What keeps you up at night? Right? Yeah, that's exactly how life works. You just casually walk up to someone and have that conversation. But alas, I had that expectation in my mind that I was going to be able to magically have those conversations with people. They'd be open and willing to have those conversations freely with someone that they've, they've never met. They don't know some rando who's coming off of the internet and probably approaching them for some kind of sales call because unfortunately, uh, that's what the internet has done. It's made it very difficult to actually connect with people because everyone is trying to sell some bullshit and uh, that makes it hard for other people who are actually trying to create, you know, create real connections and offer some real value. But that's, that's besides the point. The, the, the true point that I'm trying to make is the outcome that I went in expecting to happen certainly did not happen. It is slowly happening which is a point I will continue through and, and make uh, 
at length later, but it, it just didn't happen. So after about three days of spending a couple of hours trying to reach out and connect to people and realizing that, holy shit, people aren't answering me, people aren't interested in talking to me, people don't want to talk to me, uh, I started to feel like a massive failure, like I wasn't going to be able to do the thing that I set out to do, which in this case was something really simple. Just figure out a couple of basic questions. And that really hurt me because instead of you know going in with this belief and this understanding and this knowing that it was going to take a little time, that it wasn't going to happen exactly how I thought it was, that, in fact, I probably wasn't going to be able to answer the exact questions that I wanted to. I went in thinking that X, Y, Z equals letter after Z, and boom, just didn't happen. So you ever hear this? I'm sure you've heard of this. If you haven't heard of this, here you go. When you have, if I had a whiteboard, this would be great. When your expectation exceeds your, hold on, well, yes, when your expectation is beyond that of reality, so the expected outcome exceeds the actual outcome, that leads to disappointment. When your expected outcome is less than the actual outcome, that leads to excitement or surprise. Um, I like the first part of that much more than I like the second part because, frankly, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing to keep your expectations low. I do think it's important to keep your expectations flexible. Now, if you're anything like me, which you probably are if you're actually sitting here listening to me talk, um, you tend to be hard on yourself. I'll, I'll speak for myself here. I tend to be very hard on myself. Uh, I tend to disregard the good that I do to focus on the things that I either didn't do or the things that I did do wrong. So I, I found that when I go into a situation with a plan and an expectation for things to turn out a certain way and they don't, it's just fuel to my fire to look poorly at whatever I've done for lack of a better word to to think that I've done nothing to play to put me to put myself down to you know be unhappy with my end result and my lack of ability to perform so here's the one rule that I am working on that I have been trying to to help myself or or trying to allow myself to accept and that's simply that there needs to be some flexibility in my in my expectation you know there as 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 entrepreneurs as people who are constantly trying new things and trying to be innovators there has to be room for failure and i i came up with this analogy week or two ago when I was talking to, to my cousin um, about really what it takes to, to make something, for lack of, again, for lack of a better word, to make something happen, to create something, to build your business, to do the thing that you really want to do in life. And I equated it to 
the scientific method. And let's take our expectation and we'll, we'll, we'll make the expectation synonymous with your hypothesis in the scientific method. Now, if you, if, if you guys know anything about the scientific method, the, the premise is essentially you are trying to either, you're not trying to prove your hypothesis normally. You're trying to disprove your hypothesis or someone else's hypothesis, or we can just simply say, you're not trying to prove or disprove the hypothesis. You're just creating a hypothesis, which is your expectation based on your educated uh, guess, right? Let's say, you know, if, if I take this ice cube out of the freezer, I think that it will melt, but it turns out you're on Mars and your hypothesis was wrong because it's fucking cold there and the ice cube didn't melt. Idiot. So point I'm trying to make, you've got your expectation, which is supposed to be your hypothesis. So you've got your expectation in business. You've got your expectation of your plan. You've got your expectation going into any situation. This should really be your hypothesis. I think if I do X, Y, and Z, I'll get whatever letter comes after Z. However, I understand that there's a possibility that it'll be whatever letter comes after that. Or maybe it'll be Q or P. Maybe it'll be a different letter in the alphabet that I get as the out outcome. And, and so going into this, I'm going to call this, ex this an experiment. My plan is just an experiment. As I enter into this experiment, I should go with an open mind. I'm not trying to make this particular outcome happen. Instead, I'm trying to see what will happen if I do X, Y, and Z. If I perform the experiment, what is the outcome? And that allows me to sort of disconnect a bit or, or yeah, I'll, I'll say disconnect myself from the outcome. I'm not so attached to exactly what's going to happen. Instead, I'm more interested in seeing and learning from this experience of what is going to happen if I do X, Y, and Z, not this is going to happen if I do X, Y, Z. So there's, there's the little analogy for you if you like analogies. Your, your expectation should always be your hypothesis and the point is to either prove or disprove that hypothesis, never strictly to prove that hypothesis. And I just think that really needs to be your approach as an entrepreneur. I think that needs to be your approach as a human being. I think the point of doing all of this is to learn, to grow, to develop, to build something. And how can we be innovative if we aren't willing to find something new? If we aren't willing to accept an outcome that differs from what we had anticipated originally. Everything that, that we do as an entrepreneur is going to be different. We don't live for outcomes that are expected, and we, we, we chase this lifestyle because it's something different, don't we? So why do we come up with these plans and, and want them to always have the exact outcome that we expect. How can we expect them to have the outcome that we expect? We can't. So I think it's just, it's so important for us to give ourselves the permission to be a bit more flexible with our expectations and understand that things don't happen right away. This, this is another piece of what happens to me. I do something for like, two days, three days, a week, even two weeks, and I expect that 
that's going to be enough to get my desired outcome. But the truth is things don't get done in a week or two weeks. It's, it's not, in fact, the little actions or it's not the big actions that you take in a short amount of time. It's the little actions you take over time that create the biggest results. So for me, another thing that I've stepped back and, and been working on is giving myself permission to not have everything happen right away. Not get so frustrated when I go in with this plan and this expectation that I'm going to blow through the, you know, the first 10 miles of, of the 11-mile journey in three days. It's just not going to happen. It's going to take me some time to take a step, figure out where I am, make sure I'm still on track, reassess, take another step. And as time goes on, these things will compound and I'll get further and further and further. And, and eventually... I'll look back and I'll be like, wow, I can't believe I am as far as I am. But while I was in it, it never felt like I was very far at all. So stop looking for those major leaps and start looking for those little things that we can do. I've been listening to this book, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. And frankly, the <laughs> I'm only up to I'm up to the part where this guy's been babbling on about Sesame Street and uh, and uh, Blue's Clues for like no joke an hour and 15 minutes of the book. So I'm kind of a little bit lost as to to the total point. But the, the biggest point he makes is that we never know what it is that creates he, he calls it a, uh, a, a p- pandemic or an epidemic. A word-of-mouth epidemic, I believe is what he calls it. Uh, a word-of-mouth epidemic is like there's a, there's a brand. For example, let me find something on my desk. This will work. Bic Pens. Okay? So there's a brand, and Bic Pens, and I, the, every kid in school is like, I gotta have this blue Bic pen. It's the coolest pen ever. So... That pen is really not much different, and there's really nothing special about that pen compared to everything else. This goes for any brand. But what makes it, what makes these brands, these these huge mega brands, have so much more recognition than others? What is it that sets off trends of like, or we'll call them micro trends? So, not things that are maybe hip and, and happening forever, but things that are like cool for just a little while, like Heelys. Like, why were Heelys all of the craze when I was growing up? Like, rolling around with with wheels in your shoes. They were super uncomfortable to do anything except wheel around. Like, why were those the craze? So, basically what he says is, it's not one piece of the pie. Well, not one piece of the puzzle that makes Heelys or Bic pens so great. And the, the epidemic of their popularity take off in fact it's not and it's certainly not a big thing that that does it it seems to be that things start off like the the thing that makes it change is really really small and that's why it's called the tipping point because it's that little thing it's the straw that broke the camel's back it's it's that one little thing that, that little factor that is probably seemingly unimportant that made the biggest difference and created the biggest amount of change. Now, without 
all of the other circumstances around it, maybe that little thing wouldn't have done exactly what it did. But in the end, without that little thing, nothing would have blown up as is. So point I'm trying to make is, and I'm not done with the book, so don't don't hate me if I, if my synopsis is completely wrong. That's what I got out of it so far. He's please, he's been talking about Sesame Street for an hour and a half, and I just can't. I don't want to listen to it anymore. I just heard a story about Big Bird and like Big Bird changing his name, and in the end, he found that he didn't want to change his name to whatever dumb name he came up with. Anyway, tired of hearing about Sesame Street. Malcolm, give me something else. My point is, we have to be okay with taking things a step at a time. The small things, we never know what it is that's going to tip us over the top. And and like we're at the top of the roller coaster. We never know what it is. Like we're teetering back and forth. We never know what that thing is going to be that's going to set off the... the the kinetic energy and and turn all of that into the momentum of you sliding crazy fast down down the the i hate i hate roller coasters too so this is a dumb example but you never know what it's going to be that tips you over the edge you never know what when or, or where or what's going to happen and that's why we need to be okay with with taking those little steps not trying to make these astronomical leaps all the time it's going to be something seemingly unimportant one day you're gonna wake up and look back and be like oh my god i can't believe this happened like i can't believe that i'm here because when i look back i can't pinpoint one specific thing that made all the difference i just can't because it was these little things built up over time that made the biggest difference for me so that's all the two biggest lessons if, if you guys just wanted to fast forward to the, to the very end here to hear the two biggest lessons, the first is just be a little more flexible in the expectations of your outcomes when you go into to things with a plan. Don't get so caught up on making sure that the expected outcome that you have in your mind is the actual outcome that happens. It just doesn't happen. It hurts your psyche. It hurts your motivation. It hurts your inspiration. And it makes you feel worse about yourself like you're you're not performing like you're not able to do what you set out to do like you're you're underqualified like you're an imposter whatever it is it doesn't help you when you have these lofty expectations and you're unwilling to accept the possibility that things are going to be different than you expected them to be and number two be okay with the fact that these things are going to take time better to spend two hours a day for six months than it is to spend whatever the equivalent amount of time that's going to be in the end in a short, much shorter condensed amount of time. It just is. There's something to be said about consistency. It allows things to spread. It's like the the it's this thing that's so, sort of silently creeping up on all of us, and and we don't really notice it's there, and, and we don't really we we we. It's sort of like in our peripheral, but but it's not all that in, in our face and then one day all of a sudden it's just it's right there in front of us and and it's like that that ability for the consistency and then someone can look back and and again consistency builds trust because they can look back and see this track record of six months worth of consistent work you know it shows dedication it, it shows commitment it, it shows it, it builds uh 
trust and rapport because there's now history surrounding what it is that you're doing. So, so be okay with things taking longer than we expect. Be okay with, with not getting things done right away. Be okay with not having the exact outcome that you're looking to have. So that's all I've got. But let me leave you just with this, with this one, one last thought. It will never happen exactly as you think it will, but I promise you it will happen perfectly. There you have it, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm so glad I got to sit down and actually record an episode. As crazy as it sounds, I I feel like I've had this lingering anxiety for like the last month. And sitting here and talking for this 30 minutes, 40 minutes that I just sat down to conceptualize and think and actually record, I feel so much better. So much better. So I'm so grateful that you're here to listen to this. I'm so glad that I was able to sit down and record another episode. And I am always, always, always saying this, but I look forward to making even more in the future. So as always, everyone, if you found value in this episode, anything that I said, please share it on social, send it to a person in your life who could use a little bit of extra support right now, someone who might be battling with perfection, someone who's planning but can't seem to move forward, someone who's frustrated with where they are and the progress that they've made. Send them this episode so that they can realize they're not alone and there's someone else going through the exact same things that they are. And don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Say this every time, but it's still the only place I know where you can actually leave a review on the podcast. I don't even know exactly how I can go check them. I think I've got like two or three. So thank you so much to those of you who have left their review. Um, I appreciate it deeply. They were very, very kind and they mean the world to me. Um, I would greatly appreciate if anyone else would be willing to go over there and leave an honest review. Let me know what's good. Let me know what's bad. Or send me an email at that email address I always keep in the description below or the show notes, whatever you want to call it. So um, if you want to hear anything or you want to come on and talk about anything yourself, you want to share some of your thoughts, you want me to answer any questions that you have, go ahead and send me an email at that email address. I'd be more than happy to cover those things. I'd be more than happy to invite you onto the show if I think it would be an interesting topic for my audience, all six of you who are so wonderful and listen to me speak all the time. Um, So as always, everyone, keep being a light for those around you. Keep learning, keep growing, keep sharing your gifts with the world. We need your impact now more than ever. And remember, my friends, stay patient. Stay patient.